Hello, hello, hello. Hello and welcome to the Tantric Lounge. I'm Jacqueline Hellier and today we're going to be talking about broadening your sexual repertoire. Are we not my wonderful co-host Xavier? Well, thank you, my wonderful host. Yes, we are going to talk about broadening <laughs> broadening so many things in so many ways because we're going to be talking about sex sensual sex, mm-hmm. spicy sex, which I'm sure is have, has all sorts of broadenings, and <laughs> spiritual, spiritual. Sp- spirit- spiritual sex. So sensual, spicy, and spiritual. Yes. But first, but first, but first, but first, but first, what's the latest on Planet Jacqueline, the thinking person's sex coach? Oh, well, I am just back from uh, a wonderful trip to Vietnam where I did my annual spiritual retreat with my spiritual group. I was attending. Mm-hmm. Um, I have so a it's like spirit- a spiritual, it's spiritual tune-up, is it? Yes, yes, it's like that. I'm in a spiritual circle which meets once a month and then once a year the whole group, the whole organisation goes to Vietnam and has a week of meditation and introspection and good connections with stuff and we all raise our vibrations and it's challenging and insightful and beautiful and connecting and all those wonderful things. Anything you want to share with us? Anything I want to share? Oh, I hadn't actually thought about that. Um, Yeah, well, it's kind of interesting because usually I'm the one leading retreats, so it's always good for me to go and, um, and attend one for my own personal growth. Um, been interesting this time. I had quite a big downer after I came back, which is um, very common in retreats. I know I always remind people when they come and do a retreat with me that they will leave on a high probably um, and that there may well be, you know, a drop um, as they try to kind of reintegrate back into society. Um, certainly like the kind of retreat that I was attending at, it's like – it's kind of like we're vibrating at a higher frequency for that that time. You know, it's a different space. It's almost like unworldly. Um, and then coming back to the the heavier energetic vibration of you know <laughs> real time Earth. So it's Can, so it's a little bit like a post spiritual coital depression. <laughs> Well, it is. Yeah, it is. And, you know, like, I mean, if you're looking at it kind of, you know, the very sort of straight scientific sort of of way, you'd sort of say, well, look, hey, you've gone from a stress-free environment where you could just relax and now, you know, you've got reality hitting you and all the stresses and stuff. But I think there's a lot more to it than that Um, because, in fact, it's not necessarily that um, stress-free or anything. I mean, quite often these things can be quite quite challenging and, you know, there's often tears and all that sort of stuff. Um, But so for me it's more that um, that sense of what's being created in that space is is at a higher frequency. So when you get used to that, when you're operating at a higher frequency, whether this is in your own personal growth throughout life or whether because you've taken yourself away somewhere, um, there is a – there's a lightness there. There's – uh, a sense of of the f- of freedom to some extent, and then when you come back, because the vibration of the earth is actually quite low, and so when you come back to real life again, it's it it's a it's a lowering of that, and it just doesn't feel very good because you've been somewhere that it's essentially more beautiful, <laughs> and then yeah, if that makes so, sense. 
No, well, it, it does make sense, but I, mm. but there's also the understanding that whatever you got from that, you can still bring into the world. After all, you do have a lot on your plate at the moment. For example, the Black Belt in the Bedroom program is up and running, and how's that doing? Oh, yes, yeah. Well, I mean, lots of good things are happening. So, um, yeah, yeah, lots and lots happening. So, yes, yeah, so we have released the Black Belt in the Bedroom online program for men, which is a four-week um, program, series of videos where I give men everything they need to know about being a man and being the kind of man that brings out the best in a woman, being a great lover and all those benefits of, you know, lasting longer and choosing when to orgasm and being more in tune with your partner and stuff. Yeah, so I've released that and that's selling, so that's really good. Got to get into some serious marketing of it, which is not my forte or, in fact, my enjoyment, but um, unfortunately it's a reality of... um, well, without marketing it, nobody, people aren't going to know about it. But you're also, since we're in that space now, there's also the mm. Luscious Woman program that's coming up. Yes, yep. So we're just finalising that one at the moment. So that will be launched next week. So we've just, in fact, we've just received the final, um, what are they called? The final proofs, the final cuts of the videos. The so Rushes. The rushes, is that what they are, the final rushes? Well, are they a rush no, if well, they're finalised? No, no, no. The rushes are the first lot and then you get the final edits. Right, okay. Well, we've got the final edits, so um, we'll be uploading those on Tuesday and launching that. So the women will get the same thing. So it's four weeks of a whole series of videos all about what you need to be a confident, empowered woman and and in touch with your sexuality and able to use it for good in your life. Mm. And you've also got got a couple of uh, retreats that Couple, mm. I understand that the November couples retreat is booked out, but you still have places in the women's uh, retreat. Yeah, the couples retreats are, are going really well these days. Are they booking out way in advance? So, which is fabulous because there's nothing worse than organising a retreat and not having enough numbers, and it's getting closer. And I sometimes think people don't realise like what goes on in the background of trying to do the sort of thing that I do, and you know the amount of of organisation and background work that goes on and, you know, financial commitment up front and but that, but so that's true of But that's true of people's perception of any event in life anyway. When people get into their car mm. and they turn a key, they're not conscious of the huge amount of engineering and research and the decades of pla- uh, planning that it took to create that car. In no, the same sense, not. And it's the same thing with sexuality. People think that mm. they can just turn sexuality on or off and they're yeah. expecting to have a good sexual experience without recognizing that there are millions of years of trial and error biologically behind that as well as the thousands of years of culture and the decades of a person's own life. Yes, and the, the months or years of a couple's interaction and how that affects it as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, anyway, so if anyone listening is interested in coming along to um, a couple's retreat, I'm putting together all of the dates for 2015. Um, so the Bali one's already up. Uh, that's the five-day one, which is wonderful. And that started um, – people are starting to book into that, so that's exciting. Um, plus all the ones in Australia. And it's a really good excuse for people, even from overseas. Occasionally I get people from overseas coming to Australia. It's a good excuse. You can come and increase your lusciousness and look at kangaroos at the same time. How exciting is that? Well, there's a bonus in that for everyone then. There's all, <laughs> for those of you. Those but it's really tricky at the moment because, like, I'm starting to get quite in demand. Like, I'll be doing a – it looks like I'm going to be doing a two-week tour of India 
mm-hmm. running um, a whole series of uh, couples workshops as well um, for an organisation um, that has, um, I don't know what they call them, groups all around the country. So, yeah, so we're negotiating that. So trying to fit everything in is getting a little bit challenging. So, so I'm kind of looking at 2015 and going, oh my God, my year's already full up. Well, sex seems to be as popular as ever. I mean, after all, the 30 Nights of Nookie um, program that just finished uh, mm, has mm. Took, got thousands of subscribers and there's still people um, subscribing into 30 Nights of Nookie. What is it? Again, 30nightsofnookie.com.au, is that how they get in? Yeah, yeah, 30 um, numerical and Nookie spelled N-O-O-K-I-E. Yeah, that's been fabulous. Been so excited. So what that is for people who um, aren't regular listeners is I was contracted to develop this 30-night program uh, for a program being run by the company Durex, the condom company, but they make other things too, and uh, Women's and Men's Health Magazines Australia because I'm the uh, official sex expert for those both those magazines. Um Yeah, so the brief was to create a 30-day program where every evening couples would do some lovely kind of connection activity. And interestingly, even though it was a condom company that was sponsoring it, they wanted it to be genital free. Um, So all of the activities had to be things that didn't involve the genitals, which in retro, at first I thought, oh, God, that's a little bit weird because I was kind of going to build up to a bit of genital activity but in fact it's been really interesting because the people who signed on right at the beginning um, it started on the 1st of September so they've only they've just finished it and now there's a whole bunch of articles and blog posts and stuff that people who've done it um, have written about or journalists have interviewed people who've done it and so forth and certainly the official celebrity couple who um, were doing it two weeks ahead of everybody else and whom I interviewed and talked to uh, on video, um, have finished it as well. And it's really, really lovely what people are feeding back and they're really getting, and this is what's so exciting for me, they're getting that it's actually about the connection, right? Is that the big thing that's come out of this, the connection angle? Yeah, there's there's two big things. One is the, the connection and then it's that, whole repertoire thing that we're going to be talking about today. Um, So that, and part of that repertoire is actually understanding different ways of getting the connection, right? So, you know, as I've often said, when I work with private clients, most of what I'm working with is the getting to sex, not the actual sex itself. Most couples, you know, once they get the sex happening, it's okay. I mean, you know, there's more they can learn and, and so forth. But the, by far and away, the biggest issue is getting to sex. And what are you going to do to actually get around to doing it? And that's what people are, are writing in about. And that's what they're saying has been so special about it. Whether they're um, been together for a short time or long time. Like, for instance, um, let me just um, open it up. So there's this article from... Um, news.com.au, for instance, where two couples share their experience of 30 Nights of Nookie. One's a couple who've been together for 12 years and one's a couple that's been together for six months. And they're both reporting back really similar things. Um, The six-month couple, for instance, have said, we've been able to open up to each other more mentally. It's not just about sex. It's about emotionally getting to know each other as a person. Um, Whereas... uh, yeah, and the, the older couple, um, 
yeah, the program was a catalyst for enhancing our experience of being with each other. Uh, this is the guy talking about it, the guy saying um, it's more about intimacy and learning about each other and pushing your boundaries. So that, that's the other, the other aspect of it. Um, so says, the 30 Nights of Nookie program seems to have provided people with a mechanism. I hate to talk mm-hmm. about that, but it's something like, yep. a, like, a, like a way into sex or a way into f- deeper intimacy. When yes. they, because sometimes people are in a relationship, one's looking at the other, the other one's looking back and they're thinking, okay, how do we, how do we engage here? What's, yes. what's the way in? Yes. And so the exercises that we ask people to do in the 30 Nights of Nookie program is about looking mm. at, okay, try mm. this together. Mm. See how that feels. See how that works. You might not yep. have come up with this idea on your own, but that's okay. Mm-hmm. That's what we're here for. So do yep. this thing and see where that takes you. Yeah, yeah. So just to quote this guy again, so he and his partner have been together for 12 years, and he says, and I'm quoting him here, he says, you're sort of testing your boundaries and getting to understand more about your partner and what you both want from sex. It's an opportunity to give each other constructive criticism in a fun forum. It was fun and we could tell each other about what we like in a less threatening sort of way. Um, And (laughs) it turns out he proposed to his partner halfway through, which is really lovely. Um, I'd encourage all couples, whether you've been together for one year or 50 years, to give it a go. You can find some funny moments and I really enjoyed it. I'm so glad I did it. Yeah? So so yeah. that's that that other thing. Like it it provides a forum in which you can experiment and play and, and be constructive and be able to communicate and really get to know each other better. People need people need that because it's not something that that we get taught. It's not part of the culture in general. So no. it's a valuable process whereby people say, "Well, we don't normally talk about this stuff." No. Somehow, sex happens by some sort of magic. Yes. Which yep. in real life it doesn't. No. Which I no. find quite surprising because I thought it was. <laughs> I always thought it happened through magic. Well, most people do, and that's why they get so sort of shocked when they realise that it's actually not going to happen that way. And then they start going, oh, well, well, what's wrong with us? Because then people assume that everyone else has kind of got it right and that it's happening for them. Magically. Yeah, yeah, and it used to happen magically. Like when we were first together, it happened magically. So, you know, why isn't it happening now? And then people will either go, oh, well, that's just life. It just kind of tails off because um, some other but is people that, is that, but is that the reason why does something that starts seems to start for so many people so well and so magically not continue mm. to be so magic what what do you think happens oh it's clear clear as, as anything um, I mean sure there are hormonal things going on right but it's not in um, the technical term is limerence that when you're first with someone there's all these lovely hormones flowing which keeps you you know excited and desiring your partner all the time right mm-hmm. and then that limerence passes in common parlance we'd call it the honeymoon phase right but when you actually look at what's happening in that honeymoon phase why are all of those hormones flowing in that particular way right it's not just because someone's pheromone is there and it stimulates you and then it gets saturated and doesn't work anymore no what's happening is you're doing the kind of things in the early phase that actually get the right hormones flowing and And you stop doing those things 
yeah, you get complacent in the early days. And I say this to clients over and over again. What were you doing in those early days when it was all sort of gorgeous and hot and heavy? You know, were you spending your evening sitting around vegging out in front of the television for three months in your – for three hours, you know, in your ugly old tracky dacks or, you know, sweatpants? Or were you um, making an effort? Playing on, were you- playing on, your, on your iPad and then falling into bed at 11.30 at night without even a kiss and going, how about it, love? Which no. is why it's which is no, which is why it is so important that when we're talking about people increasing their sexual repertoire, we're actually mm. to, we're we're talking about increasing their repertoire of creativity so that they cre- yes. create the space in which lovely sex can happen. Yes. Absolutely, absolutely. So that's the first. That's the first step. Ooh, that's our bell. <laughs> I thought I'd have a bell going. We have to get to a break soon. <laughs> oh, are we up to a break already? We are up to a break already. Yes, that's why I had the bell going. <laughs> uh, we have a fascinating conversation. And suddenly we have to have a break, and everyone has to listen to ads. Well, that's that's just the that's just the reality of the situation. Anyway, the point is that they've got they've, they've we're going to an ad break soon. But think about that, people who are listening, that the um, that the first step of increasing your sexual repertoire is to a willingness to engage yes. in creating moments and a willingness to put in the effort. So if you're willing to put in the effort, then the sky or the bedroom or whatever it is is the limit. <laughs> and we'll talk more about that when we return. Welcome back. We were, just before we went to the break, we were talking about the importance of not being complacent about being, uh, about sexuality mm. and not being complacent mm. about being sexual with your partner. Because in the early days of a relationship, you do yes. make a lot of time to have those moments you actually structure them you might not think of it as <laughs> such but you are actually restructuring your life in order yes. to make beautiful moments with your partner happen and then yes. people get complacent and mm-hmm. they stop doing that and then they wonder oh why is my sex life not the sex life it used to be with you darling yeah absolutely you know like there's this lovely article um by a woman called um Courtney Beck, uh, she's got a Tumblr, um, a Tumblr blog called Reasons to Date Courtney Beck and um, she's in a lesbian relationship and I just go and, go and have a look at it. It's called Stealing Back Time is the blog post and, and she says, you know, sometimes you have sex but only if you're in the right mood, you're not too tired, you don't have your period, blah, blah, blah and she says that she thinks that, you know, with, in modern society we've been so consumed with working and doing things that we forget how to live. And then she goes, it doesn't have to be this way, though. We can go renegade, you know, screw with the system. We don't have to accept that there is no time. We can make a choice to steal some time back. We've earned it, right? Okay. And I think that's so important. And then she says, and if there's one thing I've learned during this program, is that in order to steal back time, you have to be stealthy about it. No one likes change, especially little people, and even more so when it means they need to go to bed on time. Taking time back will always involve taking it from somewhere or someone else, but it's important that you do it for your relationship. Yes, the yeah? one reality that we all have to deal with is that there are 168 hours in a week and no more, no yes. less. Anything yeah. that you take from one mm. moment, you have to put somewhere else. If you want yeah. more, mo- If you want more moments of type A, you're going to have to take away from type B or whatever. You yeah. have to prioritize. You have to make. We've talked about this making sex a priority, but mm. we've also. But we're also talking today about broadening your sexual 
horizons, broadening yes. your sexual repertoire. Yes. So yes. how so do we mm. use that? Well, that's the thing. So once you have started making this commitment to each other and yourselves, then you can start and by creating that space and by opening up to um, intimacy and talking with each other and so forth, which is very much what the first part of the program is about. And people always tell me that that was actually really good because We're that's talking about 30 days of Nookie again. Yeah, yes. Mm. Yeah, and certainly if I'm working with people um, – privately in clients and it's a big part of the retreats as well is that there's a space for the couples to actually just chill and connect and talk and get more comfortable about talking about themselves and their intimacy and so forth rather than this whole you know sex is in a box and you know we go to bed and we open up the box we have sex and then we put it back in the box and and that's it and like, it's also hard and we you also emphasize this quite a lot in the black belt in the bedroom program in the luscious woman program because it's so fundamental yes. Yeah, and then when you start doing that as well, this is where like sex starts becoming part of your whole life so that all of life becomes sexual. And this ties in a bit with what we're, we're going to be talking about today because I have this, um, I sort of divide sexual play or sexual activity or even sexuality kind of vaguely into three different categories. They're a bit artificial, but, hey, we love categories in our society and it helps explain things better. So you can say that there's... Um, there's sensual sex, there's spicy sex or physical sex, and then there's spiritual sex, right? Mm -hmm. And so many people think that sex is actually, you know, that rumpy-pumpy, you know, it's the, it's the, the genital friction doing things like that. Um, you know, there's a bit of foreplay and, and then you, you have your intercourse, which is great. I mean, hey, that's fabulous. We, we like intercourse. Nothing wrong with that. But what I like to talk about, and sometimes it's kind of tricky to explain the concepts because we only have one word really for sex in our society and that's sex. You know, it's a bit like the Eskimos and their 20 words for snow. It's really how if you talk, start talking about spiritual sex or energetic sexuality or energetic sexual energy, a lot of people think if you're talking about sexual energy, then you're talking about being horny, right, mm -hmm. and having an urge to have a physical encounter with someone, mm. whereas what I'm talking about is uh, something that's much more subtle than that and something that suffuses life. Oh, I so like I, that word, suffuses. <laughs> it's like permeates. It's yes. almost like moistens. <laughs> We're going to start talking body fluids, aren't we? Um, well... We're talking about broadening your sexual repertoire. We're talking about yes. opening up to new ideas. We're talking about opening up to new practices. We're talking about experimentation. We're talking about having a fun, playful attitude. All of we these are. things. Mm. Yeah. And also that concept that you like to talk about around pansexuality and, mm. you know, finding the sexual in everything. Mm. Um, whether and, but it's also a, the sen but also the sensual in everything, and that yes. the and the the boundary between the two mm. doesn't have to be as strict as people think it is. Yes. Although obviously it's about setting boundaries is also very important. Yes. So what I guess it just came to me is is like to me, 
a beautiful, empowered, full sexuality is a mixture of the physical, the sensual and the spiritual. And it's very hard to kind of separate those out. But because in our society, certainly the spiritual was denied for so long, like sex was not considered a spiritual activity, and very much the sensual was denied a lot because, um, you know, that whole puritanical thing, you know, sensuality was somehow bad, which just left that very kind of limited view of sexuality, which is, um, you know, like a physical functioning to have babies or for some kind of weird stress release. Um, And in doing so, we lost the poetry and we lost meaning and beauty and so forth. All right. So given that we want to keep giving people practical advice and not just like, okay, we've got the theory in our heads. If we've got the attitude, we still need the Mm. practical advice. What do you recommend is the first step that somebody has to take or a couple has to take into broadening their sexual repertoire, given all that you've just said? Yes. Well, the first thing is always setting aside the time, Yeah. right, and saying this is a priority because it brings to mind, I've done a lot of um, uh, radio interviews around the 30 nights of Nookie. And, you know, commercial radio, you know, is commercial radio. And I don't know if it's the same in other countries, but certainly the Australian radio jocks, you know, are very kind of like, whoa, ha, ha, you know, sex and blah, blah, blah. And it's always like, oh, really, you know, like who could be bothered and, you know, mate, I'm tired and, you know, rather watch the footy kind of stuff, Um, which I always think is, it always makes me a bit depressed actually. I often go off these radio interviews feeling, oh, God, what are we fighting against here? Um, Because it just reinforces that thing in society that, oh, it's a lot of effort and really who can be bothered? And I'm like, really? It's an effort to spend 15 minutes a day with your partner just doing something really delicious? Like how screwed up is our society that people think, Oh, I can't possibly find 15 minutes. I just, I mean, I deal with it all day long, every day. And it's just like, and and not just saying I can't find it, but sort of saying, well, why would you bother? And that's too much effort. But, 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 don't you think that sex like politics is the sex that is the sex that we deserve do people not get the sex that they deserve if people come into an attitude of i can't be bothered don't they just deserve what they get well yes and that's what i generally say to these radio jocks i'm kind of like well you know that's why you're having lousy sex and you're not going to get anything better and they kind of go, oh, but, 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 but. I'm like, hey, mate, you're a lazy fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I generally don't use the F word. Yeah, well, in the different connotations of what a lazy fuck could be. Um, yeah. Um, so, but I think it's kind of sad because I actually know that most men aren't actually like that, right? Because when a man comes and talks to me, even these kind of guys who might be all sort of brash and bravado on the outside, like the number of times guys are crying in my office saying, you know, I want to connect with my partner and she's not interested. And yet professionally they have to go on radio and kind of make out like, oh, whoa, 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 I'm such a man, you know, like as if I'd want to spend time with my partner, you know. Or, even, profes- or even professionally in the context of business culture. This, yeah. It seems to be that people are split down the middle that mm. – 
they can't broaden their sexual repertoires because they're blocked by mm. by norms that everybody seems to think that they have to follow in order to function in their professional lives. There's a lot yeah. of that sort of macho bullshit culture out there. But yeah, the good news, and the women the, have it too, often in the opposite way. Like the number of women who've come to me, sort of saying things like, "I have more desire than my husband, and I feel really bad about that," because I get together with my girlfriends or the other mums at school or you know the other girls at work, and everyone's whinging about you know how their partners want sex all the time and won't leave them alone, and there I am sitting there thinking, "But my partner doesn't even want me." And they won't speak up. And I say to them, why don't you speak up? Because you might find that there's some other women in that group too who are experiencing what you're experiencing. But we're all trying to fit into this kind of bizarre sort of, you know, social myth that men are a certain way and women are a certain way. And, and it's not like that. So, mm. what, so what can people do like as, a, as an initial exercise in broadening their repertoire Mm. Once they've made the commitment, once they've made the, t- the time, what's the next step? Where, where, do well, the, you, where do you go from there? The, the next step is to start doing some activities, right? Now, right. signing up for the 30 Nights of Nookie is a fabulous idea because you're going to get like 30 ideas for your toolbox, right? And then so you to can, speak. So to speak, yeah. And, you know, that's a lot of what people get out of doing the kind of work that I do. And there's not that many people out there in the world who do this. You know, like I'm a sexual inspirer. I give people ideas. I give people tools that they can use, right? So my type of sex therapy is not about, you know, oh, you know, let's delve into your background and, you know, what how your father treated you when you were a kid. No, we're sort of like, okay, so you're a bit stuck here. So, you know, what are some things that you can try to build your connection, and so, for instance, some of the things might be um, an eye gaze. Starting with an eye gaze, some people don't like it. Fine, you don't have to like it. But a lot of couples report back to me that, whoa, that was just really lovely. Like you put on some music, you just sit opposite each other, and for one song you gaze into each other's eyes. There's no and talking. If the, and, if, and, if the, and if the eye gaze is, too, is uncomfortable or too confronting, mm. or whatever it is, Yep. You've got a lovely idea in the sensual sex book that you're going to be mm-hmm. releasing soon called The Melting Hug. Tell me about The Melting Hug. Tell us all yeah. about The Melting Hug. Yeah. That sounds really nice. Oh, it, I like beautiful. that. Yeah, The Melting Hug is simply when you hug for a long time. So normally when we hug someone, there's that point where you sort of go, oh, that hug's long enough, right? Mm-hmm. But with The Melting Hug, you do it for a, a whole song. I like to use music as a timer. It's much more erotic than having, you know, like a buzzer going after three minutes. So you sit down, you know, it's really nice to do in the, the position called yab yum, which is that classic position where um, usually the woman, but otherwise the smaller partner sits in the lap of the larger partner and wraps their legs around their back. So they're, um, and yep. you can't, yeah, and wraps their arms around them. So legs and arms are wrapped around their partner's torso. And you really can't get any closer than that. Mm. And then all you do is hug. And you just mm. relax into the hug. And so what you're doing is you're sinking into each other and you start to find that, you know, you're getting that whole parasympathetic nervous system thing happening where you're starting to really chill and relax and let go and creating that sort of couple bubble sort of scenario where it's just the two of you and it's like there's nothing else in the world. And whether you're doing that through, say, an eye gaze or whether you're doing that through a, through a hug, it's 
and, and you can add conscious kissing into that as well, where you're just kissing for the sake of kissing. You're not kissing because, oh, we're going to kiss and get hot and heavy and then it's going to lead somewhere, right? It, there's, there's no kind of expectation that we're doing this because this is going to lead to something. Mm. And that's what, you know, we've talked a lot about, you know, mindful lovemaking and being really present. So a lot of these activities are activities that will make you become present, right, within yourself and present with each other, which is what quality connection is, mm -hmm. right? So that's what um, what some of those are, you know, and we've talked about plugging in as well on the show before and that that's an, a, a beautiful sensual activity where, yeah, the penis goes into vagina or if you're, you know, same if you're two lesbians or the man doesn't have a functioning penis, that's fine. You can just put your genitals close together. I had a really interesting conversation with some lesbian clients recently. I'm like, so how do you do plugging in? Because they love the idea of plugging in. I'm like, well, hang on, you're both women. And they said, no, 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 we, we make do. We just can't lie really close together. And if it's in a uh, spoon position, the one who's on the outside might put her hands just gently cupping her partner's um, you know, pubic area, genital area. Mm -hmm. um, and again, but they have that very strong focus on a beautiful, loving connection of the genitals where nothing is actually happening much. It's just a connection. And even, and even though these activities might seem mm. very subtle or very non-sexual, yeah. what is actually happening is that you're opening up, again, a psychological space to mm -hmm. explore a further stuff but it's yes. a great introduction it's in a great it's a sort of softly softly baby steps approach to sexuality yes. yes and look people don't need this all the time and i'm certainly not saying you know if things are hot and heavy go for it right but in our society we're okay with the hot and heavy sex because that's kind of normal um so i'm certainly i want to stress i'm not saying don't go for it you know <laughs> if that's the mood you're in go for it that's great right but there's this whole other side, you know, it's the valleys of sex. It's not the peaks of sex. And it's Go, going, into a, going into a food analogy, the mm. sort of these, these early stages with the sensuality is a bit mm. like the fundamental basis. It's a bit like um, the staple. You don't I'm wondering what we were going to get to an analogy. Yeah, yes, yes. Here's, here's the analogy <laughs> for the week. 35 okay. days in, 35 yes, minutes in. We, I mean, we all we get, later, later on the program. We're also going to talk about spicy sex. In fact, yes. shortly after the break, we'll probably go into spicy sex. But you don't want your stable to be spicy. You want your stable to be like lovely white, fluffy white rice. <laughs> yes, it I wrote. A, uh, yeah, I wrote a blog on this recently, which is spice alone tastes terrible. Yeah, right. You've got to have something there as the basis to mix it in with. Right. So we recommend that in the first in the first stages that you just start with something sensual and mm. nice and simple as a state and establish that staple and then get on to yes. the spicy. Yeah. We've got to go and to a break. What already? Already, yes. Time flies. God, I was about to talk about touch. And we'll talk about well, well let's we'll do that oh, when we, we get back. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> okay. And just before we went to the break, we were talking about the basic fundamentals of sensual sex and how that's your staple. Mm. Well, you yes, yes, 
because you can develop this lovely connection and you are heightening all of your senses and, you know, you can bring in food and you can bring in music and you can bring in scents and, of course, touch is a really big part of that as well and using the whole body Um Certainly in the 30 Nights of Nookie program, there's a whole there's a whole week devoted to touch plus other activities, which um, different ways of touching, different ways of asking to be touched, using different parts of the body to touch. You know, it's really interesting to touch a partner not using the mouth or hands, mm. <laughs> right? Mm. Um, or just and using it's a challenge, them. and that's a challenge. Yeah, but that kind of develops creativity and playfulness and and so forth. Yeah. So and having um, and that, and then having done that, you can move on to, and not only move on to, but it seems to naturally flow into a greater spiritual connection. Yes, yes, and I'm really big on this whole spiritual thing, and the sense I've noticed. Was, yeah, and that the sense of that spiritual sexuality, it's like a spiritual connection. It's like an energetic connection that happens at two two levels, right? So one is is that you and your partner feel a closer connection all the time, even when you're not together, right? And that's one thing that people have overwhelmingly reported back from doing the 30 Nights of Nookie program, for instance, or, or other people who um, have done my retreats or done a lot of work with me. I remember some clients, uh, no, workshop retreat participants once said to me that um, they felt like they'd shifted from AM to FM frequency, mm. Yeah. Like they were vibrating as a couple at a higher frequency and, and with the, you know, better quality frequency and connection when they weren't together. And better um, quality music. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it was just um, – so I think that's a really important thing that happens in a couple when they take the time to prioritise and to focus and um, do these deep connecting, deeply sensual activities it just naturally raises their vibration as individuals and as a couple so that this this spiritual kind of thing flows between them all the time right but then for the individual as well uh, and this comes into that pansexuality thing um where you kind of life becomes a sexual experience where you're feeling those more um, evocative, ecstatic, even rapturous type experiences from the waft of a breeze or, you know, the look of a flower. And, 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 what's, can- and what's beautiful about this expression of sexuality is even though yeah. it can be, it is pansexual in yeah. that everything becomes both sensual and sexual simultaneously, mm. just speaking from the experience experience of myself and other people uh mm. really it's it's not dirty there's nothing dirty no. about it no no it's it's in fact it's a very clean feeling well, it's, it's pure. an extremely yes it's a very pure mm. it's not like you're rubbing your genitals against everything and getting off on like the balustrades of a staircase or anything like that although i mean no. if people want to do that that's fine what well, i'm getting but what, that's but what i'm but, is that yeah. but what I'm getting at is that mm. this once you hook into the spirituality, the, the yeah. feeling of purity is actually extremely beautiful. Yes. And you can do it with other people as well. Like in my tantric lounge uh, monthly gatherings, we often do a lot of exercises where you're basically feeling the energy of another person, right? Mm. And with some people, and depending on how you've developed yourself, that... Um, 
that the tangible the, the tangible nature of that energetic feeling can be quite sexual, but not in a sexual as in oh, oh let's fuck kind of a sexual. It's kind of like oh my god, I'm feeling this beautiful thing permeating me. Using that word again. And I know it's coming from you and I know it's something that we've co-created here and it's beautiful within itself and this is enhancing me and hopefully enhancing you and we don't need to act on this. It's just this gorgeous connection and the more you can do that and feel that from other people and share it and kind of suck it up and the more you get that sense of, well, it's love, really. Like it's this loving feeling and this sense that all of life is a loving connection and that love is the basic underlying energy of the world. You know, this, but, but it's, not, so this, it's not sickly love. It's that oh, delicious, which is where the sexuality comes into it as well. So if we want um, to go back to the if we want to go back to the food analogy, which I do, mm, um, yes. we're looking at we're looking we're, we're looking at s- sensual sex and spiritual sex as, as the as the macronutrients. They're the big mm-hmm. things. They're like mm. the, the they're like the proteins and the and the mm-hmm. carbs and the fat and the good fats and all of that. So they're your yeah. basis. But then mm. when you're just like you can't have chili on its own because it just or yep. salt, or a spoonful of salt. We need that. The spiciness comes into play. But if yes. the spiciness doesn't have this fundamental, it's just going to taste terrible. And you do actually have a blog article called Spicy Alone Tastes Terrible. Yeah, yeah, But absolutely. But what I, th- what I think is interesting about this approach is that once you do have that fundamental in the, in the, in the basics, mm. you can then do things like having, let's go out there, let's get raunchy, Spiritual anal sex, spiritual slam sex. What's slam sex? Slam fucking. Oh, that's that's like rough sex taken to extreme when you just go slam into each other. Right. So, okay. Mm. But so on the the surface, that might almost look like two people fighting. But if you've got the fundamental sensuality and spirituality, there is also wrapped up in this as something that we don't talk enough about in sexuality, mm-hmm. and that is respect. Oh, God, yes. yes. And if you have, so if you have this fundamental um, communion, Ooh, which is, which word. with this, yeah, great, well, okay, fine. We're, yeah. we're, we're permeating the communion with respect. mm then we can feel very free to broaden mm-hmm. our sexual repertoire in all sorts of places where we would not have gone before because we're coming from a place of safety and trust. Yes, absolutely. And which absolutely. is why which is why in the general scheme of things, people get it the wrong way around. They think they have yep. to spice things up. And so mm-hmm. it's like putting a whole bunch of salt on the plate without anything to back <laughs> that up or a whole bunch of chili, yeah. and you think, this doesn't feel good to me. I feel dirty. I feel violated. Yeah. yeah. Wrong. People Wrong. struggling with that, that dirtiness. And they, yes, and, they, and then they think, is there something wrong with me because I'm not raunchy enough? No, there's nothing wrong mm. with you. You're reacting how any sane person mm. would to mm. having just nothing but spices on the plate without actually having created mm. a fundamental basis mm. of nurturing, loving, spiritually mm. connected, mutually life-enhancing, respectful safety. Wow, that was a <laughs> sentence. <laughs> and it's from there that you can go on to do spicy sex like. 
Yes. Well, whatever that whatever, to whatever be. to be. For you, you know, and explore your fantasies and so forth. But, you know, like let's take it. Getting into the kinky stuff. Yeah, getting kind of kinky. I mean, it's kind of like someone said to me the other day, how can fisting be spiritual? And I'm like, how could you do fisting if it wasn't in a sense, right? Because to have the idea of someone's fist inside you, if you didn't have this amazing connection with them, would be really, I could imagine, because I certainly wouldn't do it, um, an incredible violation. Right? Unless unless you are, to be putting it blunt, a little screwed up and that mm. is doing something for you as a way of battering down the walls rather mm. than just finding the gate and opening, the, and, and opening <laughs> it up. See what yeah. I mean? Yes. Because we all have barriers around ourselves mm. and we can choose to find that the opening, the natural mm. opening, and just walk through or we yes. can basically do a battering ram approach, which can be mm. very violating and can lead to all and sorts of problems. Which dangerous. Is, mm. Yes, and which is why so many people who do the battering ram approach to exploring mm. their sexual repertoire find mm. that they end up getting diseases or mm-hmm. they're in very screwed up relationships or yep. they find that all of this battering ram stuff hasn't Mm. given them a more positive sexual experience and they wonder what Mm. again what is wrong with me i'm doing Mm. all of this raunchy crazy mad Mm. stuff why aren't Mm. i feeling it yeah or i'm feeling it but i'm not feeling it anymore again it's because they've done it backwards they haven't started with the sensual exploration they haven't created the spiritual connection therefore Mm. they wonder why it's not working and mm. I, 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 we, I can totally see where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. How can you yeah. possibly? How can you possibly have um, spiritual fisting? Is the wrong question. The right question <laughs> yeah. is: How, how can you not? do something? How can you do something without first establishing the fundamental foundation? So broadening your sexual repertoire is really about establishing those fundamentals first, mm. so that you feel safe, trust. Mm. Connected. And then you Uh, may find, and then you can actually explore safely your different sexual tastes, your different proclivities. mm. Because probably for a very large proportion of the population, fisting would never be a lovely thing to do. They just Mm. wouldn't like it. Maybe their partner's Mm. got ridiculously large hands or whatever. But the thing is, is that, you know, and you don't have to like everything by any means, just like Mm. you don't like all kinds of food. Or or a ridiculously small anus. Talking. I mean, you anyway, think about anal fisting. Uh, I was thinking, yes, what else? What, what, yes. what else? No, 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 there's vaginal fisting. Yes, but I was just, yeah, I would normally. Oh, for right, you're just taking I, it to all sorts I'm of just places. Taking, I'm, I'm, I'm going to the extreme here. I thought, okay, if we're going to go to, if we're going to go to right to the edge, yes. <laughs> that's what I was taking it. God, I wasn't even thinking of that. But yeah, well, that's yeah, too. But the same with, but see, the thing is, is that. All of these things potentially can be really pleasurable because our bodies, our bodies, the physicality of our bodies, our bodies are amazing sexual pleasure machines. Our bodies can create so much pleasure. So you can... Even Even from something like pain, like temperature play with hot wax and cold ice. Yes, absolutely. Even... And 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 we and we have technology. We can make movies 
We, we, yep. we can we can talk dirty into microphones and play it back to ourselves. I mean, well, yeah, all- because a lot of the what I'm calling the spicy sex is both the the most the more physical sex, but it's often the more intellectual sex as well. You know, where you can go into you know dominance and submission. A lot of that is kind of the mind fuck thing, or um, yeah, you know, using photography or videos or whatever, because you know there, there's that whole visual sort of appeal thing and and the role playing and the games. You know, that that's a more that, that's a, an intellectual stimulation as well, or a mental stimulation as well as a physical stimulation. And, and this is maybe the fi- uh, this is maybe a really really good point to make because we mm. don't have much time left for the program. Mm-hmm. Is that when you do is broaden your sexual sp- repertoire, it's not just about stimulation; it's about inspiration. Yes, absolutely, absolutely. And I suppose if we think about you know <laughs> dividing, putting people doing categories again, which I hate, but I need to do it. So if you think of us as human beings as having the uh, the physical, mental, emotional and spiritual components, then mm-hmm. what I'm saying here is that by developing and strengthening the emotional and spiritual elements of your sexual connection, right, that gives you the foundation from which you can then develop your physical and intellectual or mental sexuality and broadening your phys- your mental and emotional repertoire well the repertoire because broadens at all levels but certainly to be able to get into that spicy which we normally think of as the the physical and the mental mm. then you need to have your emotional sexuality and your spiritual sexuality strong yes because otherwise you get freaked out rather mm. than have that sense of detachment that says, oh, well, this, this isn't working mm. for me. And you can communicate that without your partner feeling threatened or cheapened or violated or even you can that, – that's probably the best thing out of the whole thing of doing your fundamentals properly is yeah. that people can then just talk about things without feeling defensive or threatened or mm. judgmental. That doesn't work yeah. for me. Okay, well, that's fine. It doesn't work for you. Okay. Well, yeah. Or that really I- works for me. Yay. Yeah, and you can actually only have that level of honesty and, and discussion and, and be able to give that constructive um, criticism that one of those people mentioned in the quote earlier at the beginning of the program. If you've developed that, that, that emotional sexuality, you know, that emotional connection, so that you feel safe to do that in. And, you know, and when you do that... By, by creating that firm foundation, when you do experiment and try out and explore and experience these, you know, more physical or, or mental kind of sexualities, you know if it's good for you or not because it feels good in that sense. And you're, like it and feels you're, and you're, right, it feels life enhancing. And you're also connected to yourself. We're run yeah. out of time. We've run out of time again. Again. Gosh. Again. We're at the end of our program. We, we'd I've like really to remind today's program. Yes, when we hope, that, we hope, we hope, we hope that um, the listeners have too. And if you like to keep this program on air and mm. to help support it, feel free to visit the JacquelineHillier.com homepage or the um, TantricLounge.com.au homepage or any of the other pages that are connected to this show. Well, the radio and page. The radio, the radio page. page on my website, radio. yes. That's right. And press the donate button and give. <laughs> contribute. And, it's a contribute yes, button. contribute. <laughs> oh, is it? Oh, it's okay. Yes. Contribute button. Feel free to mm. press it as often as you like. Yeah. <laughs> yes, that would be lovely. And then we'll be back next week, which will be the final episode in this series. And I'm yes. not sure we're going to talk about it yet, but it's going to be something fabulous. It always mm. is. 
until then, listeners, have a great week and we'll join you again next week down on the Tantric Lounge. <laughs>